Hello there, this is Dixie Dixon, Nikon ambassador and fashion photographer, and you are listening to the Angry Millennial Podcast. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Angry Millennial Podcast with your host, Jose Rosado, and co-host, Stevie Chris, where we talk to creatives and entrepreneurs from all walks of life and passions about the creative lifestyle, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Be sure to check out our site, theangrymillennialshow.com, and sign up for our newsletter to be eligible for prizes and giveaways, as well as stay up to date with new shows and upcoming guests. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, Jose here. I know you've heard the name before, Digital Transitions. You've heard them on the show. They are the leading reseller of phase one medium format digital systems. They do sales, rentals, support, and training of Phase 1, ISO, Arca Swiss, Cambo, and Photo gear. They have locations in New York City and now Los Angeles and, of course, everywhere at digitaltransitions.com. Yet today, the reason why we have them on the show is awesome. Digital Transitions is actually looking for a new head of design, web, and social media for their New York office. It's a great opportunity with an amazing company. We're going to have a link in the show notes, the job description on Digital Transitions site. So you guys can check it out, make sure it's a great fit, and then be sure to stay tuned because at the end of this episode, we're going to go over a ton of amazing discounts that Digital Transitions is giving away just for Angry Millennial listeners. All right, let's get on with the show. What's going on, AM Nation, and welcome to the Angry Millennial Show, where we chat with creatives and entrepreneurs about the creative lifestyle, the good, the bad, the ugly. Today, we have photographer and Click Gear founder, Michael Anthony. What's going on, man? Thanks for coming out. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to talk to you today. How are you? Yeah, good. So for uh, many people, they've heard your ad, <laughs> right? <laughs> so many listeners of the show, they're like, oh, this is the guy behind the... Uh, the clothing mm-hmm. company click gear. Um, so that's pretty, no, thanks for coming on. You know, they get to meet the guy behind the, behind the great gear. And, yeah, right uh, on. Yeah, and hopefully put a little bit of a, I would say a voice, a, a face, more like a voice <laughs> to your company. <laughs> yeah. So um, tell us a bit about, you know, how it all started for you um, creatively. You know, what, what came first? Yeah, well, I mean, as a child, I distinctly remember getting yelled at for wasting my grandma's Polaroid film. Nice. Um, nice. <laughs> you know, it's always just been something I've been fascinated with. I've I've loved photography my entire life. It's always been, you know, not only my refuge, but, you know, my outlet. So, um, you know, I just kind of dabbled in it and played around a lot as a child, got a little bit more serious about it in the high school um, moved to New York with aspirations of being a super professional the day after I graduated high school. Nice. Um, that didn't work out. I came back <laughs> home like, like six weeks later. Um, and, and then I just kind of jumped into the corporate world for a while, decided that I, I absolutely hated it. Right. Um, What'd you and, do? Uh, I did everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I was a, a GM for a restaurant at 19, Hated that because hours are terrible. Anyone who's yeah. worked the restaurant industry knows it's just, yeah. it's awful. It's um, it is, man. It's super shitty. Um, and then after that, I went and became an insurance salesman. So, wow. 20, so you, you at, just love self, you're like a self masochist. You just love fucking torturous jobs. <laughs> yeah, man. 100%. So I did that from 21 to 25. 
Uh, it's funny because one night I was having a conversation with my neighbor on, a, on our balcony and he was just talking about how much he hates his job and he hates his life. And I'm like, yeah, me too. I'm going to quit my job tomorrow. And he didn't believe me. The next day I walk in, I quit my job and I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to get serious about photography. And that was almost six years ago. Nice. Uh, yeah. And then click gear just kind of came out of, you know, I, I constantly had looked online to find a photography related t-shirt, clothing, apparel, whatever that mm-hmm. I felt you know, not only fit my style, but who I am as a photographer. And I, they all suck, man. I was just like, (laughs) I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to do it myself. Nice. Well, I will say this. There was one, have you ever heard of 4060? I want to say yes. Yeah. So it was a collective me and a couple of buddies had for a while, years ago. Um, and we made shirts and, and there were ones like, um, one said like what the F stop, uh, another one was aperture and, and crossbones. So it was mm-hmm. like instead of a skull and crossbones, it was aperture with like little crossbones underneath it. Another one was spray and pray. So we had it was a similar thing that we we thought the same thing. Like photography t-shirts by and large were fucking boring or just shitty, and uh, and we made the kind of designs that were uh, a little you know fun and more relevant uh, and that kind of thing. So so we, I definitely hear you there. Yeah. And, you know, I, th- I think that there's a certain type of person who wears what I make. And, you know, not all photographers are going to run around town with a giant skull and a camera <laughs> on the front of their T-shirt. It's yeah. it's not for everybody, man, which yeah. I totally respect. You know, I'm not trying to appeal to the world, but I know that there are people like me. And so I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Let's see what happens. Nice. And that was and that was over a year ago. Nice. So. Yeah, it's been crazy. It's been a crazy learning adventure. It's one thing running a photography business. It's another thing running a clothing brand. Oh, it's, man, yeah. Dude, it's, it's insane, but I love it. It's so exciting. Yeah, like you said, it's, it's you, you were gearing yourself up for it, no pun intended, uh, right. with all the shitty jobs you did beforehand. <laughs> You're like, at least this isn't running a restaurant. At least this isn't going door to door and selling insurance. I'm okay. You know, like, yeah, I, I can do this. Yeah, you know, I, I've had some tough jobs, man, and I'll I'll tell you this is though it's very difficult, it's not the same type of of difficulty that you get, especially when you work for someone else. Right. Um. You know, I I felt like I feel like I I can't work for people because I hate being told what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a lot of entrepreneurs. Yeah, I think so. Um. But you know, man, it's it's awesome. I, I love the community that I'm trying to cr- create and build around not only the brand but in photography in general. And and you know, it's it's very exciting, man. I'm glad that people are enjoying it, and and it yeah. it makes me. It, it honestly it inspires me to keep going yeah. because I mean, there there's no money making in this. You right. know, it's just let me try to to see if I can leave a little bit of my mark on the world. It's nice. really what it's about. Nice. So so what's your what's your vision for the future of the brand? Man, I, you know, the way I look at it, I think my vision is very much in tune with that of like uh, Etnies or DC, mm-hmm. um, you know, or RVCA. All these brands started very niche and eventually became household names. And, and not that that will ever happen, but, you know, we all have dreams. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> and hey, if you, if you dream it, man, you know, you keep working towards it and maybe it'll come. You know, you got to have that goal, though. You know, if you yeah. just say, oh, I'm happy if maybe I break even. Uh, with the company and it just sustains itself that's one thing but you know if you have that hustle and drive you know fuck it make it make it your big thing you know yeah exactly I, I don't I think a lot of people like subconsciously make goals and then don't chase them yeah um, you know you, you got I think that whenever you do anything you have to put 100% of your heart and effort into it or it's just not gonna work right yeah and it's true I mean it, it 
you know, and like you said, is it, do you see yourself kind of always being a photographer with click gear being like that side hustle that helps market your brand or are you open to it? If it becomes a bigger thing, you kind of take that over. You know, I, I don't really know. It's funny because I had a, a conversation with my girlfriend just the other day about this because I am a working professional photographer. I Last year, I shot 20 weddings and who knows how many portraits. And, you know, I love what I do. I love being a photographer. I particularly love being a wedding photographer. Mm-hmm. I, you know, a lot of people hate it. They ask me, <laughs> they ask me, you know, they ask yeah. me, how can I do it? I'm, you know, I'm six, four covered in tattoos and yeah. walking around weddings. Yeah. And, and people ask me, how can I be a wedding photographer? And at the end of the day, dude, I just love it. So, I, you know, I don't know. I don't really have an answer to that question. I'm going to just keep doing both and keep working 18 hour days until, <laughs> until one day I say, okay, one of these two things needs more attention than the other. And until right. that happens, I'm just going to keep going at it. Nice, nice. And, that, and that's pretty much all you can do, really. You know what I mean? When you, when you really think about it is uh, like we told, we had Chase Jarvis on and I was out in Seattle talking with him. We talked about just that. We talked about how, how he felt that nowadays with like the gig economy and everyone kind of having a bunch of little hustles is, is it used to be, Oh, you're, you know, you're Jack of all trades, master of none. But nowadays it's kind of the exact opposite. You know, people want to see, Oh, what, what are the multitude of things you have your hands in? Um, because it is a testament to your work ethic, your your interest and your range. Um, and he talks about how he really he really fucking struggled with that. Like when he remember he made Camera Plus, and that was a pretty much the first Instagram. Yeah. And and he at the time got tons of people, you know, VC money and all that stuff getting thrown at him, saying, "Hey, listen, let's let's really make this thing huge." And he turns it all down because he's like, "Oh, I'm not an app developer. I'm a photographer. You know, I just made this cool thing." with like a friend of mine and, and just want to share it with the world. Um, and, and as you can imagine, missed out on quite a huge opportunity as Instagram's a, you know, billion dollar company. But, um, yeah, I mean, and he said since then he's kind of gotten over it, you know, he's accepted the hyphen, you know, thing and realized that it's, it's always going to be part of his DNA and who he is. And then, like you said, I, I think that's a lot of people, you know, you ask a lot of people, they might have a job, and have some sort of hobby or passion on the side, but they don't take it seriously enough. They just go, oh, well, it's just something I do on the side. Um, you know, I have a job. I do X, Y, Z. Yeah, but shit. Like, if you tell more people about it, you know what I mean? Like, people might go, oh, you like tennis? That's awesome. I love tennis. And you might venture off and meet someone to spin off a new tennis company, you know, yeah. uh, doing yeah. something. But if you keep it to yourself, that's never going to fucking happen. Yeah, I mean, you you have to, I think that anything that you do in life, you have to decide how much effort and energy you want to put into it. And, you know, if you if if you go and you start a, a business, especially, and you're not willing to sacrifice everything, then then there's not a lot of reason to do it. And more so if you're not willing to like tell people you exist. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's one of the, the problems when people start businesses and whether it's photography business or whatever, is people just think that, money's going to come and people are going to come and knock on your door and say, hey, we want to hire you when you are just sitting at home playing Angry Birds all day. And it doesn't <laughs> and it doesn't work that way. Man. Right. Yeah. You know, and I'll, I'll testify that because, you know, being a professional photographer is hard as fuck. Yeah. You know, we we eat ramen noodles like <laughs> daily. <Yeah. laughs> so, you know, it's one of those things where you just kind of have to decide, you know, how much 
how much energy are you really willing to put into something? And, you know, if you're not willing to give it everything, is it, is it even worth your time? Yeah. And, and like you said, you, you brought up something that I thought was interesting is that like it, it like when I was looking for work uh, last year and I was really, that was all I was doing. Um, people would look at my resume even before. Let's even go back. Let's go back when I, when I was, you know, graduating grad school and working as a photographer and trying to, and I would continue to try and get like a, a quote normal job. And people would always look at my, you know, resume and be like, oh, that's great. You have this, you know, you have a photography company and all that, but doesn't, you know, how does that relate to the job or what have you really done? And I, and I really think that nowadays, you know, 10 some years later, uh, that that conversation hopefully is shifting. You know, it's not where have you gone to school? You know, what what corporate job have you just punched in at? No, it's what have you made? You know, um, what have you really kind of built up? Because I tell people, like you just said, this past year, you know, I tell people, oh, I, I started writing more. I started getting writing gigs. I started a podcast. We have all these great people on. Um, you know, I'm a self-starter. I also have my photography company. Um, you know, all that. And, and, and it should, like you said, I could say, oh, what I do the last year? Um, I just sat home and played, you know, uh, Xbox all day. Like, yeah. That's what people could fucking do. And then, yeah. I, then I, you can judge me all you want. But if you notice that I'm teaching at some local colleges, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, it shows a testament to like, yeah, I got, I got a fucking hustle and, and uh, I'm a hard worker. And, and hopefully people are starting to realize that stuff. Yeah, and I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, go if you go and look at Instagram, some of the the people on there have never picked up a camera in their life mm -hmm. and are shooting huge commercial gigs for major companies. And, yeah. you know, it's one of those things where if you go and you put in the work and you put in the effort, you, things will come from that. It, it's mm -hmm. it's inevitable. It just takes time. And And you're right. You know, a lot of people just... How do I phrase this? I think that <laughs> no, I'll... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, don't, don't feel like you have to insult anyone. Go ahead. We're, we're no, all about that here. No, no, I don't, I don't aim to insult anyone. But I think that at the end of the day, you know, if you get what you put in, right. period, at, yeah. you know, you reap what you sow. And it's always been the oldest, ad, oldest adage. And we are at a turning point because I didn't go to college um, and I run two businesses. Mm -hmm. um, I barely graduated high school, dude. I didn't even graduate high school on time. I had to go to summer school because <laughs> my my senior year, I skipped 90 days. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> you, had, you, had, you had the senioritis real bad. I did, man. You know, school wasn't for me. I, right. Much, much like not working for people, I, you know, I kind of equate that to school as well. It's really hard to go and sit and listen to somebody tell you stuff that you don't particularly care about. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that was just the environment of where I went to school. But you know, I I think that now we're at a point where you don't have to go to college. You don't have to right. get a degree. You can learn all the things that you need to learn really from the people around you, from YouTube, especially. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you can be a self-starter much like yourself and I am um, just by getting out there and doing and trying and making mistakes. Cause dude, I'll, I'll tell you right now, dude, I make more mistakes than I make successes. And there's no question about that. <laughs> yeah. But you learn from them. You know what I mean? That's the biggest thing is like, people don't realize that people always think that uh, some of the most successful people never had failures or a lot of them or how many of them, but people tell you all the time, fuck no, without that, I wouldn't have realized that this was a better way to go. Um, or, 
you know, I never realized how to keep my ego in check until I kept having things that were just, uh, you know, dumpster fires, you know, uh, and, and, and that's important. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, uh, like you said, with, with creative live, even nowadays and all these other free educational platforms, I tell people all the time, it depends. People ask me all the time. Oh, did you go to art school? I'm like, no. Uh, then like, well, should I go to art school? And I'm like, well, honestly, no one can answer that, but you, uh, it depends on how you learn. You know, I tell people if you, if you like, if you need the structure and you need people to point in the right direction and you crave feedback, you'll love art school. If you're more of a, a, you know, a free spirit who loves to shoot whatever the hell you want and you have a problem with authority, you will fucking hate art school. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And you, and creative live is a testament to where I'm at in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because when I first found Creative Live, I think it was just like right after they had launched, I saw something on Twitter and mm-hmm. I was like, let me go check this out. And this was years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and this was back when finding anything photography education wise was impossible. Oh, yeah. You'd have to you'd have to go deep into the dark net to find anything. <laughs> and and Creative Live actually really, really helped me not only transform my business, but transform my photography and open up so many doors for me. I've actually been on Creative Live. I've met so many amazing photographers because of Creative Live, mm-hmm. um, you know, and particularly, you know, Sal Sankata. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's a, a wedding photographer out of St. Louis. Mm-hmm. If it weren't for Creative Live, I wouldn't know who he was and my business wouldn't have changed the way it did three years ago. Nice. You you know, so I, I give huge testament to Creative Live and to him, you know, because before it was impossible. You could buy some shitty books or you could go to the library and check some things out. But, right. you know, actually the the updated firsthand knowledge of not only running the business of photography, but really understanding the core fundamentals of being a photographer were hard to come by before Creative Live. Yeah, yeah. So you, said you were on Creative Live? Yeah, yeah. Um November something two years ago probably uh, oh, okay. it was it was a really fun experience um that's actually where I, I had met Char- Chase and I'd met Kenna for the first time there as well nice nice did you go to San Francisco or Seattle uh Seattle oh, okay. which it, my first time out there um I kind of hate Seattle now because the, <laughs> dude the traffic out there is so fucking bad oh yeah <laughs> people don't people always think of LA but they don't realize like Seattle's booming so much the last like ten years. And they have done nothing in terms of like the infrastructure for cars. It's insane. Yeah, it's it's really bad. It is. But I had a, you know, I had a great experience out there. It was really fun because I love street photography. Mm-hmm. So I got to walk around and I got to shoot the city and and got to make new friends while I'm out there. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was awesome. And I, I attribute all of that to Creative Life. So big ups to Chase, man. I, you know, my career wouldn't be where it is without him starting this. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And, and like we talked about with your like with the click gear and seeing how your, your, your career might evolve. Um, that's something that I always looked up at him or looked up to for him was because like he, you know, he was a photographer, then became kind of like a director, then, um, you know, had all these transitions into bigger, more macro top level thinking things. And, and I tell people all the time, that's kind of where I'm at. You know, people ask me, Oh, are you going to be a working photographer the rest of your life? And I say, you know what? I don't really think so. Um, I'll always love photography. I'll always, I'll always shoot for sure. But um, I really don't know if I'm going to always make my living off of, off of my camera. Um, just because like Chase, I just have bigger ideas that I want to go explore. And if they can be um, some sort of, you know, career choice or, or, or a pivot into 
making a full-time thing. Fuck yeah. Why not? You know? Um, yeah. So like you said, with what you got going on, what's, what's some of the biggest things you've got in the pipeline that you can talk about coming up? Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, one of the things I'm really big at right now is trying to really build a community around the brand. So mm-hmm. I've got a couple community events going on um, here in Indianapolis where I'm at, but I'm hoping to eventually kind of branch out and, and go and do photography meetups in other cities as I travel a bit this year. Um, the real fun thing that I have going on is I'm getting ready to launch the new collection, um, which will happen in uh First of April is my goal date. Like I'm working my ass off to get to that. So nice. very, very excited doing a bunch of runs and getting things ready. And I'm very excited to see what's going to happen with the the new collection. But, you know, with me being the designer, the printer, the webmaster, the everything, you know, it takes a little bit longer than than a lot of folks. But I'm very excited. I'm very proud of what I've created. And I, I hope that that resonates with some people. So that's what I got going on. Nice. And how has that kind of um, uh, been? I, I, like, I know we're going to talk about, I guess we'll transition to that one. You're in a smaller market, uh, Indiana, right? Mm-hmm. So with your work, um, you know, how, how has that been? Like, is your, is your goal to kind of be like big fish, little pond kind of thing? Um, a lot of people think of like uh, Zach Arias, you know, who, who, who made his, his, claimed his stake in Atlanta, shooting um music stuff and as we all know really was a, a big a big thing for him because he's like the it guy uh down there is that kind of what you're kind of trying to go for in terms of like fostering community and and your career yeah I, you know i think community especially the community of photography spreads far more than my reach could ever begin to um i love indianapolis i love the city we have a, a great community of photographers here you and you wouldn't even think that but we do we have some amazing amazing photographers here and so you know going to meetups hosting meetups you know instagram meets doing all kinds of those things is really fun mm-hmm. um you know but I, I don't think that i i would ever consider limiting myself to being here because one of the big things i've always wanted to do is go and live in another city just so i can experience what it's like to be somewhere else so today i might be here and you know maybe in a couple months you know i might be in denver or portland or you know la or who knows you know what right. i mean um, probably not New York again because I learned that lesson. <laughs> so I'm not gonna lie, I'm, I'm I moved around a lot, but mostly from New York originally. I have the same exact fucking <laughs> feelings. Um, what was it? What was it for you? Um, you know, I, I think that I think that you know, living in New York City was awesome while I was there. But man, it's rough. It's yeah. so hard, yeah. and especially. You know, when when I was through it, maybe I should go back just now that I'm a grown yeah. up, right? Um, yeah. But when when I was 18, like literally, I packed up, moved out there, um, and I was like, man, this is just not gonna work, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It's and plus, it's so fucking expensive. You know, I mean, that's what kills me. It's like it's so fucking expensive, and I honestly don't really know if um, I don't know. I honestly don't know if it really is kind of justified you know what i mean and 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 people always say oh we live there you can you know um do anything and all that kind of stuff and i'm like "Eh, i don't know know? i don't think you have to anymore like i i think 20 years ago you had to like if you want to you want to make it you got to move to new york or la like 
that's where you go. But you don't have to do that anymore, man. We got the internet. (laughs) There's this really cool thing we got now. It's called uh, it's called the internet. (laughs) Right, you can Google shit supposedly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, you said it. It's it's uh it's it's yeah it's definitely changed and um you know I I think that like you just said it's it's one of those things that it's no longer the case and for a long time it was you know and um it it just yeah it it just thankfully because of the internet because of technology and that's the big thing I tell people is like people don't realize like our generation we're going through the the biggest like shift in terms of everything ever because of just technology i mean the last 10 years alone you have um you know you have iphone and computers and laptops and everything being a lot different and and the access that it really brings to people is something that we didn't have even just shit uh 15 years ago not even you know what i mean so so that kind of uh rapid shift so quickly um, I think is something that is really going to be looking back in the future, uh, a really big point in our whole generation. Yeah, absolutely. And technology has, technology has, like you said, literally changed the world that we live in and everything around us. Um, you know, especially if you consider, think of small town people who have ambitions of making it out and doing something with their lives you know, they can see that maybe you don't actually have to leave your town. Maybe you love your town. You can stay there and still create and do something amazing. Um, Or more so, it gives you an opportunity to really see what the world is like. I think what's different now about technology more than anything ever is now we can really see what is actually happening in the world. It's Mm -hmm. not just what the news and media feeds us. We, We are our own media producers. And I think that's what is really at the forefront uh, of technology being so different is because now everybody is a photographer and I, I and you know and there are people who go well fuck everybody's a photographer blah, blah, blah. <laughs> poor me dude I love it I am so happy that everyone's a photographer now because now we can see everyone's stories and everyone has a voice and everyone doesn't have to go and buy a three thousand dollar camera right. now should everyone be a photographer in terms of professional and you know doing work for clients hell no 95 percent of people have no reason getting paid for photography. Uh, I don't I don't even know some days if I am one of those people, you know, right, but right. <laughs> but it's so awesome because we have that outlet and we can see the world through other people's eyes totally unbiased and really know what it's like wherever you are and it and it really sparks your imagination and and your creativity knowing that the world is yours and more so than it's ever been. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you said it, I mean, it, that, that was a big thing for, for, you know, I was there, you know, honestly, if it wasn't for, um, uh, digital photography coming out, I, I, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't have picked up a camera. Um, but yeah, then it was, that was that shift too. You know, it was the established long time, uh, working pros who saw this and saw what used to be almost like a trade, right. Where mm-hmm. you had like, you had to apprentice other people. You had to work, save up to buy all this expensive gear. And the only people who really owned nice cameras were working photographers because it was fucking not cheap. Um, yeah. Then all of a sudden, overnight, you have, you know, soccer moms with cameras and everyone else with cameras, um, you know, kind of maybe somewhat eating into your territory. But at the same time, like, you know, it's, it's, um, 
it's it's all it puts it the ball back in your court right it's not like oh great someone's undercutting me well no it's like well if if literally if someone's charging a hundred dollars and they're stealing clients from you you're not doing your job exactly um and you should really fucking rethink what you're doing (laughs) exactly Uh, more than being like and it took our jobs, you know. It's like no, right. It's, it's not that serious. <laughs> That's my favorite episode of South Park. <laughs> um, yeah, man. No, it's it's great. You know, I, I hear people complain all the time, and you know, yeah. people love to you, bitch. This is America. I do too. I bitch about everything, <laughs> man. I, I I constantly am complaining. But the one thing I will say is that you know, if I lose a job to someone who is priced lower than me, mm-hmm. then then my client probably just didn't value what I do. And I'm okay with that because I probably, for me personally, I probably don't want to work with them if they want to go on the cheap route and see value in money versus value in craft anyway. Right. Um, and, and you're always going to have competition. Ford has competition. You know, cruise lines have competition. Everybody has competition. You know, what, what are you going to do to make yourself stand out as I think more important than what your competition is doing anyway? Yeah, and you said it. It, it just forces you to, to you know, adapt you know what i mean and what are you gonna do you know how are you gonna react um are you gonna just complain the whole time and suddenly turn into this bitter you know fucking complaining negative person or we're gonna say all right yeah like i hit a wall it sucked and then i just you know broke through that wall and fucking crushed it you know um and and it's again like a testament to your work ethic and and if you can really kind of take um, take the hits and and keep going and and really kind of uh keep making a name for yourself. Yeah, for sure. Because it it's hard, man. No, nothing that you want to do in life that you want to accomplish is going to come without hard work. Right. And and you know, I, I distinctly remember times where early in my career, when I was like, you know what, I'm going to walk away from this job and I'm going to follow my passion and I'm going to give a give a try to what I love doing. Right. Man, there were times where like we're not eating. I don't know how I'm gonna pay the rent this month. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Am I <laughs> am I crazy? You yeah. know. And, and now after all that work, it's sustainable. And I, you know, I don't live like a million dollar photographer because I'm not. But I live a good life. I have a, a healthy life, and I get to pretty much do what I want. Yeah. Uh, but that came with a lot of sacrifice, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, you got to be willing. You got to be willing to say to yourself, okay, I can't go to the movies. I can't go out and get beers with my friends. You know, we're shopping at Aldi's, um, <laughs> you know, <Same> <laughs> and, and, and you have to do those things, man, right. because if you want to succeed, you have to make sacrifices. Right. And I'm not saying I've succeeded because, I, you know, my definition of success is just being happy. Right. And, you know, working corporate America made me a terrible fucking person. <laughs> like, yeah, because yeah, I, yeah. I would work, I would come home, I'd bring home this baggage of just hatred for the world and the yeah. way the world works. Because you have to remember back when health insurance wasn't Obamacare, you know, we we got to tell people they couldn't have insurance. And, you know, I, I remember one distinct conversation I had with a lady who was looking for health care for her kid. And her kid had leukemia. Oh, and and back then, if you had any medical problem, you couldn't get health insurance. And I was like, I had to tell her like, yo, my company can't help you. Ooh. Neither will any of the other major companies. You have to call your state. You've got to get with the federal government to help you and blah, blah, blah. This lady's on, on the phone just bawling and crying. I mean, who wouldn't? I was fucking yeah. crying. 
Yeah. By the end of the conversation, and this comes back to what I was talking about at the beginning, this was the same day that I decided that I was going to quit this job because yeah, I, 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 that, I, I would see that as a day where you're like, fuck, I can't do this anymore. That's it, dude. That's exactly what it was. All the money in the world doesn't replace your happiness. Mm-hmm. And I am super content and happy being poor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I used to always joke around. I was like, if you need a, if you need an explanation of how money doesn't buy you happiness, just think of, just think of how many really fucking depressed super millionaire billionaire guys you see or people, right? And then think about how many like really happy homeless people you see, you know? And and it's like you know you can have the most money in the world, but it can't buy you happiness. You you you'll just be fucking lonely probably with what you had to do to get that money. And 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 yeah, to find that balance, it's fucking rare. And and like you said, I mean that's shitty. Yeah, <laughs> with with the way things were, yeah, you had to if you had a pre-existing condition, you're fucked. And if your kid's sick with cancer, you can't get insurance. It's like, ah, uh, you know, yeah. And, and to tell that to someone and just be like, I'm sorry, there's literally nothing I can do to help you. When as a human being, you're like, I want to do anything I can do to help yeah. you. Um, yeah, that's fucked. exactly. Yeah. Mul- multiply that every single day for five years. Yeah. And that's where I was. So, I mean, not only just emotionally, but it, it ended up being physically taxing just because, oh, yeah. like, you're just, like, I'm going home. I'm, like, drinking every night just mm-hmm. to cope, yeah. <laughs> just to cope with the job. And uh, you know what was n- nice during all that? I still always had photography to bring me at least a little bit of happiness. Right, a little um, bit of light in your life. And it's funny how, like, life reflects art or whatever that damn mm-hmm. quote is yeah. because I go back and I look at that work during that time um, and it's very dark. It's very mm-hmm. depressing work. It's stuff that honestly I don't like, but it, it's a reflection of the person that I was when I was trapped in that position. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it's kind of funny how that works. So yeah, anyways, wherever, I don't know where I was going. So you'll have to ask <laughs> me that question again. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, uh, so yeah, it, it's, it's like you said, like we even talked to like Kenna and Kenna was on, um, she talked a lot about the same things that she, she was depressed and in jobs she hated and she literally just cry in her cubicle. And, and then she, like you said, dealing with the actual physical, um, effects was like, she dealt with chronic pain and and everything else and and that shit's fucking real you know to a lot of people they don't necessarily figure that um but yeah it's it's true man it's it's like you said you know i even had a a friend earlier today with with a or a friend i had a talk with a friend earlier today um that works in the corporate world for a huge company makes it makes a good salary and what's even crazier like you said he didn't go to college and then get that job. He worked there from when he was 18, working for, you know, eight or ten dollars an hour, and now is, you know, managing hundreds of people. And but he fucking hates it. Mm-hmm. You know? And and he tells me all the time, I'm working crazy hours. I, I don't really see any any enjoyment in my job anymore. And and I, I work for such a big company, it's got hundred and fifty thousand employees. Even if you if you if you voice your opinion to your boss, no one's gonna give a fuck. You know, they're yeah. going to gonna replace you tomorrow. And and he's coming to the realization that that um he, he really doesn't want to leave. Like, this is all I've known. I love this company, but I'm just not fucking happy. And it, it's finding that that point where you say to yourself, I have to do something else. And for him, he's, it's, it's starting to, you know, write up the resume for the first time ever. <laughs> 
and <laughs> and really start shopping around and seeing if you can find something else. But he even said it. He's like, the only reason I'm finding something else is that I can come back to my company and say, listen, I'm unhappy. I got an offer. Please, like, make me want to stay, you know? And I told him, you have to be ready for the fact that that might not happen. That they yeah. might just say, dude, all the best. You were great. Thank you. Goodbye. And that's going to be another fucking deep transition for him to go from, I've devoted 18, almost 20 years of my life to this company to then say, fuck, like, they don't even give a fuck. Yeah, they don't. And here's what's crazy, man. The first time I fired someone from a job, I was 18. <laughs> um, and it was one of those things. So I get this job and I'm a, a general manager assistant for a restaurant before I, I get promoted over time. It was a, sizz and it was a sizzler, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a sizzler. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm no, kidding. Uh -oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> actually, I think that by the time I was 18, those were all closed out here in the Midwest. Um, so my in my first week of working there, my boss comes up to me and she says, you know, one of the things about this job is not only do you get to give people opportunity, but you have to take opportunity away from them. Mm. And 18-year-old me is kind of like, uh, okay, I don't really know what that means. 10 minutes later, she's, we're, we're having this conversation, just kind of going over the roles and the expectations of the job. And she says, well, you're going to have to fire someone today. That's a part of the job. That's a part of being in management. And I'm just thinking, fuck, man, I'm 18. The person I'm about to fire is 40 years old. They've got a kid and a family. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what do you do? You, yeah. your, your hands are tied. So I do it. And it wasn't the first nor the last time that I fired someone. But I, I, I say this because... Corporate America, this is not everyone. So I'm not trying to yeah. pigeonhole the, in, the whole circling, encompassing of, of corporate America. But 99% of companies don't give a fuck about you, period. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's not to say you should go and quit your job today and go try to be a professional photographer. In fact, I tell you that's probably a terrible idea. But, <laughs> but you, you know, there are certainly jobs out there, especially for creatives like us, that you can go and get and be satisfied and be happy with a decent salary. Um, you know, and they're out there and they take a while to find and they're, they're hard to find, but, but they're out there. And I, I really hope that your friend can find whatever that thing is that they need to be happy yeah. because we, we have a finite time on this planet. I mean, we could die while we're having this conversation, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't fucking know. And, and being miserable isn't worth whatever paycheck you're collecting at the end of the week. Right. And, and like you said, it really, it really isn't. And, and that's something that, uh, for a lot of people, you know, you can't, you really can't tell them, you know what I mean? Because like you said, you have a family and you have people to provide for and you need, you need money to sustain your lifestyle and to live. And sometimes people just go, well, fuck it. Like, that's just the way this is, you know, like, like our parents generation, um, was you, you do a fucking job no matter how bad it is, no matter how mm -hmm. much you hate it and you provide for your family. And that's that, like you, you, yeah. you have your, if you have a hobby, great. But, but fuck, like that, that's it. You know what I mean? Um, and, and yeah, that was, that was them. And, and I think people are starting to realize that, hey, we're living longer, um, you know, and there's more opportunities with technology to really just, just be happier and healthier overall. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and if, if you have some kind of creative skill that goes beyond just a baseline, like for instance, if you're a, a 
look at a guy like Jeremy Cowart, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, that dude inspires the hell out of me. <laughs> dude, you know, you go from a guy who really was always told that he can't do anything in life. He's not right. going to succeed. He's not smart. He's not creative. He's not this. He's not that. And the things that he's done in his life just because he told himself that he could do it and finding happiness in doing it are absolutely incredible. Yeah. I mean, you said it, it it's, uh, it's, it's great. You know I mean? It's great that that is, um, a possibility and, and that people are starting to really kind of realize that in themselves. And yeah, I mean, look at the guy as successful as he was as a photographer to be told he's fucking, he failed every every photo art class he ever took um, is, is kind of crazy. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's another thing where, you know, if you want to be creative and you want to go and strive and try to do something, you have to look at your failures as lessons and learn from them and, and move past them and not dwell on them, mm-hmm. you know, because we all fail. Man, I, I've failed some jobs. I've taken some jobs and I've done some, some commercial work where, you know, there's been times where, my client wasn't happy, you know, and and that's just the nature of the beast. You know, eventually you can't satisfy the world. And, and as photographers, especially, we always take shit personally, Um, (laughs) you know, and and I, I think that's one big thing that we kind of have to, to separate as, you know, our failures as business owners aren't necessarily professional, aren't necessarily personal failures. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so not even business owners, but just photographers in general, we're going to make mistakes. But what's nice now is that you have more freedom to make those mistakes mm-hmm. because you have the ability to find more work and find more clients much easier. Because like you said, you know, 15, 20 years ago, professional photographers were represented. They had agents. You had to go through the checks and balances mm-hmm. just to even talk to them. Right. And, and now, you know, Nikon might hit you up on your Instagram and say, hey, we want you to shoot this campaign for us because you have 80,000 followers and you're a great photographer and you've never picked up a camera. You never know. Yeah. But that's that's what's so great. Yeah. And some people always see that as like a, a negative, right? Like, again, the, the old working pros are like, this is bullshit that people can get jobs off social media. They need to grow up. Yeah. And just <laughs> tell people like, it's just the way it works. Um, so speaking of like the the you know, having the passion and having the balance and stuff like that. Are there any personal projects you're working on? Um, And like, what are your thoughts on personal projects as a whole? So everything quick gear is a personal project to me. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Because what before, you know, my personal projects might be, okay, I'm going to go and photograph portraits of just tattooed people for six months or whatever it might be. Um, And with this, man, it's just turned into a situation where I, I just don't have personal time. I can't attack personal projects the way that I want to. And I look at things like community events that I put together and stuff like that as personal projects. And it's just bringing the community together. Right. Um, as far as shooting personal projects, um, I have one that I want to start. And it's just a matter of like, how can I logistically fit this into my life? Um, (laughs) And and as soon as I do that, I'm going to go for it. So um, it's, uh, it's very interesting to to think about, uh, you know, all these ideas and have them and put them on paper. I have a laundry list of things I want to do. Right. right. But, (laughs) but as a, uh, as a business owner, multiple business owner, it's very tough to find the time to fit even eating dinner into my day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it, it's it's um, 
it's hard. You know what I mean? And and, and for a lot of us, like Jeremy, like he, he's always thinking, okay, uh, what's this thing I can do? Well, what's the next five things I can do? And uh, for a lot of people, they don't get there. You know, they, they, they are, or it's just not how they work. And that's fine too. Um, you know, because not everyone's the same and not everyone's going to look at it uh, like that and say, you know, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. That, that totally um, is something I can do. Like I, I had a buddy of mine be like, no, for me, it's, it's um, I, I need to be heads down on one thing at a time, get that one done and then move on. Uh, so, you know, realizing that people are, everyone's different, everyone works differently and, and thinks differently and stuff like that. But, but it's, um, you know, a big part of it. So we talked a lot about how you, you know, you quit your job and, and you went full time. And um, this is probably going to be like that, the answer to this next question. But I always ask you, what's the biggest, the biggest risk you've taken uh, in your artistic career? And would that be like, you know, quitting that job that you, you had for quite a bit of time? Yeah, you know, I think that is because, you know, I had a phenomenal salary at that job, plus incentives and bonuses and 30 something days off a year and blah, blah, blah. I mean, for <laughs> for for a, tw- for a young 20 something year old dude, I was doing very, very well. Right. But I, I just knew that there was no way I could continue to live my life like that. Like I was literally getting gray hairs at 24 years old. Shit. Like you. You know how you see the before and after pictures of presidents? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was on my way to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's true. You, you watch um, uh, uh, House of Cards? No, no. no. Um, I've heard it's great, but man, I don't even watch TV. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I just, I don't have time, unfortunately. No, I hear you. Hey, that's not, that's, not a, that's a good problem to have. You know what I mean? Um, but in it, Kevin Spacey's character in the, in the first couple of seasons had, had a decent amount of of normal colored hair and a little bit of gray. And this lad, this newest season that just came out, um, he's completely fucking gray. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what stress will do to you, man. So yeah. so I, I think that that was the biggest risk that I, I took, not necessarily creatively, but just in like maybe creatively. I, I don't know. That's a tough question when I when I think about it because you know, I, I think that you always have to take risks and you always have to push yourself as a creative or you're going to be stagnant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the bigger risks I've taken just to, in terms of being a creative is shooting video. So I started shooting videos, um, commercial videos and wedding videos last year. And, you know, I found like that is, dude, that's like 500 times harder than photography. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Especially editing video. I, I shoot a lot on my D4 and then I I come home, I'm like, let me edit this. I'm like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, it's so, and my computer is so slow and I need to buy a new one, but I haven't yet. And yeah, I don't know. I think that pushing myself creatively into creating videos has really been the biggest risk I've taken because the, the first video job that I got, it was a gig shooting a huge cocktail event here in town, weekend event. Um, they paid me a pretty solid wage for it. And I'd never even shot a video before. Mm-hmm. Like, like literally, I'd never shot a video before. But I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, I can do this. Yeah, yeah I can do it. And you know what? I feel like I did a really good job. They thought I did a really good job. That's all that matters is their opinion. Mm-hmm. But 
the amount of time I spent like three weeks before this event shooting everything, understanding how to actually film versus shoot stills, mm. man, it was it was quite an undertaking. And I, I give mad props to you know movie directors and film film editors and people who do that stuff because it's not easy. No, not at all. You know, I mean, and and especially like you said, if you're if you're doing that in conjunction with you know stills and everything else you got going on, it's 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 fucking hard <laughs> you know what i mean like that's i i tip my hat to you sir <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, man it's 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 fun though man i love it i found that i really really love shooting video mm-hmm. um i i even shot the the video that is the click gear brand video oh, nice. and that 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 one's really fun so i want to do more but there you go there you go so what would you say is your biggest fear creatively Shit, man. You asked hey, me the we, hard we questions now. Fucking, we get fucking deep, man. This deep now. Um, this is what we do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good with it, man. I haven't been... Sh- you know, I think the, the shitty part about being self-employed is that you sit in your house by yourself or your office all the time. You never talk to people. So mm-hmm. um, I, I embrace this conversation. Um, <laughs> so I'm just stalling. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I think that really my biggest fear creatively is that I will get to the point where I'm doing things for the sake of doing them mm-hmm. instead of doing them because it makes me happy. Right. I'm scared. I'm, I'm, I'm terrified that my photography career will turn back into my corporate career right. because running the business of photography and being a photographer are two totally different things. Yeah. And and again, I always try to push myself in what I'm doing. And my hands down, my biggest fear is that one day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just literally doing the same thing every single day. I don't yeah. want to do it anymore. Yeah. And that, you said it. I mean, that that's that to me is is a big fear. And, and that's what, you know, I'll be honest. That's what happened to me uh, more than once. You know, I, my first job out of, out of grad school or college was was working at a high-end studio. And, and when I went home, the literally the last thing I wanted to do was pick up a camera and that really made me sad. And that's when I knew I had to quit and just do something else and keep photography as something on the side that I could control because that's no way that's the exact opposite of what I ever wanted it to be. You know, I never wanted it to be that, um, you know, I, I just, I hated picking up a camera outside of my job because it became a job. Um, yeah. you know, so so yeah, that's 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 a good one. So you know, and that yeah, I was gonna say, and that happens to me too because you know when you're shooting for yourself versus shooting for work, it's two totally different things. Right. And in this past winter, um, I had found that winter depression is a real thing. Oh yeah, um, I have seasonal depression real bad. It fucking sucks. I, I've never had it before. I've never felt like blah before. I'm always really much like. Let's go do this. I am a realist. Don't get me wrong. And I am a pessimist, but right. I've never really felt like, oh, man, I'm just blah. Yeah. So at one point I was like, you know, I've only been doing paid work. I haven't shot anything for myself. And I was like, you know what? I don't even want to pick up my camera. And so what I did is I picked up my camera. I hopped in my car. I drove two hours literally to the middle of nowhere. I don't even remember where I was. And I just <laughs> went and I walked around and I just photographed. I don't even shoot landscapes. And I was just like, you know, I'm just going to take pictures of nature and the snow and these trees. And I'm just going to be at one with nature today. And yeah, that's pretty you know, cool. it, it actually really reinvigorated me. So I think the next time that I'm in that situation again, I'm going to try it yeah. and, and just, 
you know, go out and just shoot for me. No cell phone, no music, just me and my camera. And and it, it really made me feel better. That's so, awesome, man. Yeah, I always tell people like personal projects help with that too. Like for sure, oh, absolutely, shooting whatever the hell you want with no expectations and no pressure. Uh, and if it if it provides images right away, great. If you work on it for five years and and release it as a gallery exhibit, even better. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Um, so yeah. So listen, we we're nearing an hour, so we have a couple questions left. So we're going to do the rapid fire round. All right. Let's do it. So let's keep the answers like about a minute. All right. Cool. All right. So name your most meaningful moment in your career thus far. My most meaningful moment in my career, I think that when I did. Last year, I had a charity event that I hosted with a local bar here called Cocktails with Santa, mm-hmm. um, where I hired a local Santa nice. to come in and drink with a whole bunch of adults, and we raised money for a local um, a local spot that feeds children after school. Um, awesome. So, I, so I set up a photo booth. We had Santa in there drinking cocktails. Um, and we sold those pictures to raise money along with a canned food drive, donations, raffles. I got 25 different local businesses involved with it. Um, and we, we raised almost 600 bucks in four hours. Um, and that was to feed kids after school. And you know what? Without photography, I could have never done that event. Um, and no question that that means more to me than anything I've ever done. That's awesome. So there you go. It's a great one. So what would you say is your biggest regret of your career? Oh, man. Um, probably buying a Canon 5D Mark III. <laughs> <laughs> not, not liking it compared to your uh, Mark II or what? what? No, no, no. Um, so I, uh, I, I kind of have been a, a jumpy person in terms of gear. Right. Um, I, I've been with shooting Nikon for the last three years, but when I first started, I was like, I gotta have the best. When I first started getting serious, because right. I had a shitty cyber shot back in the day, yeah, yeah, but yeah. when I started getting really serious, I was like, I gotta go top of the line, all L lenses, all this, all that, and I was spending money I didn't have. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and that that's a lesson I feel like even though all these photographers preach it and everyone's like, dude, don't buy gear. You still yeah. go and fucking do it. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. And and we all kind of I mean, th- those are the, like, again, those are the regrets and mistakes we make that we are just learning lessons. And for a lot of us, I mean, even like, for instance, with the podcast, like when I started, all my gear was on the cheap, cheap. And I realized that there was a temptation to buy more and more nicer stuff. Like I have this one sure mic that's mine that I, I use um, that I like. But at the same time, if I'm honest with myself, it it um like the the $13 mics we tell everyone to get who's on the show, we still use all of those. And they sound mm-hmm. perfectly great. They sound fine. And they're knockoffs of a $100 Shure microphone. But they work, you know? So it's yeah. kind of like if it works and I save money, what the fuck? Like why not? You know, right. <laughs> so, so, but again, we don't realize that because we, we always go into it with like false pretenses of, we need this to be pro. We need this to, to give our clients the best uh, product possible. And in reality, it, it, it's all about the experience, you know? Yep. Um, and if you can do that, gear is a far fucking second or third, you know? It's yeah. I think that's one of the biggest lessons photographers can learn. If you learn anything from me today, which you probably won't, it's don't <laughs> don't don't buy shit you don't need. Right. Don't, yeah. don't do it. Yeah. Don't don't start your don't start your company on on a bunch of maxed out credit cards. You know, that's that's not a that's a pretty shitty way to start off. <laughs> yes, so uh here's the probably the deepest one. If you couldn't right. share your work with anyone, would you still shoot? 
Yeah, no question. Nice. Because I, I, I think about when I was a kid, I have, I've got a box full of Polaroids, a box full of old four by five prints that will never see the light of day. Those are mine and I love them. Mm. Nice, great. And that's the thing. A lot of people, especially like, you know, a wedding photographer, they say like, if I couldn't have or, or see the experience, the emotion um, that people have when they see my work, it would seem kind of selfish just to do it for myself. Um, and I don't know which way I would go, honestly, because for me, um, I also look at it like I'm realistic and say, look, there's tons of times I take out my camera and take a picture of something that I think is interesting. I never do anything with it. It just sits on my phone. You know, I don't I don't upload it anywhere. I don't show it to anyone. So I guess I, I would still I would still probably do it, too. Yeah, so, you should. Listen, Michael, thank you for taking the time out and, and speaking with us today and and being able to put a, a voice to the uh, the great company that people have been hearing about. Thank you. I, so I appreciate it. Where can people check out your stuff and learn more about what you do? So clickgearclothing.com. It's spelled exactly how it sounds. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then my my personal or my photography website is picturemichaelanthony.com. Okay, great, great. You can find me also on the Instagrams at clickgear. Um, that's where I generally hang out all the time. Oh, it's not clickgear LTD? No, it's clickgear. Huh. Shit. Did you change it? Yeah, probably. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> I, I, I've changed it a couple of times. I'm like, is that too long? Is that too short? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. All right. Good. So <laughs> I will definitely have to update uh, that little snippet because it says I, I put click your clothing LTD. I, I think still when you at least type in click gear, it'll still show up with me first. All right. So. Fuck it. That works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I, I know it's definitely still your Twitter handle. That much I know. It is. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and last but not least, who's someone that you would like to hear us talk to on the show? Oh man, that's a, they don't have to be photographers, but just creatives in general. Oh man, that's a phenomenal question. Um, wow. Now I'm actually just went dumb. Um, (laughs) yeah, I don't know, man. There's so many amazing creatives, so many awesome photographers that I, I look up to. Um, one photographer who I, I guess creative wise, if I had to choose someone, I guess you could use Gary Vaynerchuk. He's a creator, right? Yeah, I got, he's a creative. We're we're definitely taking swings. I don't know if you read the review I wrote for his book. Um, we I'll send it to you. We um, I wrote. I read it. It's awesome. Oh, sweet. There you go. So he he actually read it. Uh, I haven't heard from him, but he tweeted about it, and uh, nice. And we're trying to see if we can get him uh, on. And uh, even though this episode would go up after. Um, the event. Uh, I know you mentioned that you're possibly coming out here and coming to the event next month, right? Yeah, I'm thinking about it, man. I, I'm a huge fan and and supporter of Gary Vaynerchuk because, man, he's like what Creative Live was for marketers. Yeah, yeah, for sure, totally. So, listen, if you come out, uh, open door, man. If you ever want to just crash at our house, we have a big finished basement in the Burbs. Um, you know, not not too far from where uh, where it'll be going down in Baltimore. Uh, so, you know, definitely, definitely let me know. Done deal, man. Sounds All good. Right. All right. Listen, Michael, well, thanks again for coming out and uh, talk soon. All right, man. Thank you so much. Talk to you guys later. All right. Take care. Bye. All right, guys. Hope you just enjoyed that great episode. Now let's get back to it with Digital Transitions. They're hiring a head of design, web, and social media for their New York office. So be sure to check out that job. Share it with your friends if you know anybody who'd be a great addition to the Digital Transitions team. Now what they're doing for us is amazing. 
they're giving away 27% off your first phase one rental when you mention Angry Millennial. 40% off Capture One styles using coupon code ANGRY40. 15% off Capture One Master's Program using coupon ANGRY15. And 12% off Capture One Pro using coupon ANGRY12. Check out all of these discounts at digitaltransitions.com backslash angry.